Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hey church, so glad that you joined us today. So glad that we are together in this moment. I want to start today by telling you a couple of encouraging stories to encourage your heart, encourage your spirit about people in our church. They've been continuing to send us stories on the app and some of them are so, so encouraging. First one I wanted to let you know is about an incredible lady in our church. For the better part of a year, she has been praying earnestly for a job. Well, she sent in a a praise report just last week to tell us she's found a job. She has got a job. God sees. And if you're looking for a job, he sees you, he knows you, and he hears your prayer. Another incredible lady in our church. She's such a faithful, faithful lady in our church. She had an ear operation in May 2019, and she's been struggling with her ears to the extent that the whole of last year, she kept contacting the pastoral care team kept up the request for prayer because the medical aid wasn't willing to pay out for the expensive hearing aids that she needed. She sent letters, made appeals, kept asking the pastoral care team, keep praying, please guys. Great news. Church, last week, she was told by a medical aid that they will pay out. And so after a year of poor and getting worse hearing, she'll finally have her hearing back. We're so delighted for her. Another uh, lady who joined our church fairly recently in October 2019, the church that she was at had to close down, unfortunately, and she uh, joined Thrive uh, shortly thereafter, came to a service, uh, said that God spoke to her in the worship, spoke to her from the word. And she was so tired of church hopping, just wanted a place to call home. You know, she was tired of visiting church after church and not feeling home, but she came to Thrive, felt at home. And she knew that she was home. And she immediately started with Move Forward. And then when Life Group started up, she said to us she was very reluctant to join because she didn't know anybody. But she soon found a group and a home and family to share her life with. Well, shortly after that, we went into lockdown. There she was in lockdown level four with a very unstable job. Company not sure where it was going. She was also asking God for a marriage partner, somebody to love. Uh, Also had uh, added pressure of her sister who was going through a terrible time in her marriage, diagnosed with depression, her sister was. And her her life group got together in a virtual meeting. I I hope somebody's hearing me today. They got together over Zoom and prayed. And a week later, she met her boyfriend. And her sister's situation has turned around. When we opened up again in October, her sister came to church. Her sister's been able to reduce her medication for depression as as she's slowly starting to come out of that hole that she was in. Prayer changes things. Another family has moved up to Joburg from Cape Town and when they arrived here, both needing jobs. Well, God has miraculously made a way for not only the kids to get into school, but miraculously made a way for their family through a job. And so uh, at least one of them now is fully employed and the other partially employed. And we're so delighted, so happy for these families in our church who continue to pray, continue to trust and uh, continue to see God's hand at work. And here's the thing. The power of prayer, church. WhatsApp us, the number's below me right now, if you need to talk to us about anything or if you need us to pray about anything. Or simply download the Thrive app. It's literally Thrive in your pocket. 
and keep letting us know through the prayer and praise reports located on the app. That's the best way to stay connected, best way to stay connected with all things Thrive. The point that I'm making today by sharing these stories with you, the power of prayer, church. Think about this with me for a moment, the power of prayer. Hannah in scripture in the Old Testament, she prays for a son. She, she was barren. She prays for a son in less than a year. Samuel is born, her son. In other words, when you're desperate, pray. Peter was in prison for preaching about Jesus. Guess what happened? The church gathered and prayed for his release. Well, one night, an angel appears in Peter's jail cell, leads him out of the prison, through the doors, past the guards, and he's released. When someone you love is in a tight spot, pray. Jerusalem is under siege one year. King Hezekiah prays to save his people. Well, guess what? That night, the angel of God comes and 185,000 Assyrian enemy soldiers are killed and the rest of the army return home without a fight. When you feel under siege, pray. Such is the power of prayer. Or what about this example? Jairus great man he asks Jesus to heal his daughter so that she won't die she did die but Jesus didn't have a healing in mind Jesus had a resurrection in mind Jesus resurrected her when sickness comes church pray or how about the time Moses asks God to see his glory God responds by tucking Moses into like a little cleft in a rock on Mount Sinai and then uh, he covers his view until God stood before him and then God removes his hand and allowed Moses just to view his form from the back Moses was so radiant after just seeing the back of God he had to shield his face with a veil that's how much of God's glory was on him here's the thing when you want more of God pray Another time, King Hezekiah prays because God tells him he's about to die. Well, he prays, and as a result of his prayer, God adds 15 years to his life. Such is the power of prayer. One time, to save his life and his friends' lives, Daniel prays to God to reveal a dream and to give him its interpretation so he can give it to the king. He asked for wisdom in a difficult time. Guess what? God gives it to him. He prayed and God gave it to him. Elisha and his servant, they're surrounded by the enemy one time. Elisha prays. He says, please, God, let my servant have the ability to see with spiritual eyes. And so God gave his servant the ability to see this vast army of angels in fiery chariots surrounding their enemy. Such is the power of prayer. A thief on a cross asks Jesus to save him before he dies. And Jesus honors his wish. Such is the power of prayer. Church, I could go on and on. There are countless examples in Scripture. And I think that's why James writes in James chapter 5, 16, the earnest prayer of a righteous person, it has great power and produces wonderful results. Pray changes things. And so we pray first. That's our language at Thrive. We pray first prayer changes things it shifts circumstances and it brings breakthrough that is the power of prayer we're in a series called the power of today the power of prayer and so we should pray with expectation can i ask you today wherever you're sitting watching this how are your expectation levels when you pray 
How does listening to these examples that I've just spoken about, how does that increase your expectation? I read through those and I began to pray more expectantly after hearing that. The first power of prayer is that it changes things. It shifts circumstances. But church, I want to suggest to you that there is another and deeper power of prayer. The deeper power of prayer is that it changes us. So if the first power of prayer is that it changes circumstances, the second power of prayer is that it changes us. You see, the real purpose and the real power of prayer is not to get more, but to get more of God. It's not to get more, but to get more of God. And I think the Apostle Paul, he understood this. Now, Paul was an amazing man. He had planted all of these churches. He cared so deeply for them. He loved the people so much. The church in Galatia and Philippi and Thessalonica, all of these churches, Paul had planted them. And Paul prays often for these people that he loves so much. But there's something incredible about Paul's prayers for his people. There's a theme that emerges. There's like a golden thread that runs through all of his prayers for his people. You see, whether it's his prayer in Ephesians 1 or Ephesians 3 or Philippians 1 or Colossians 1, no matter where it is, there's this golden thread that runs through his prayers. You see, church, as Paul prays for his friends, he actually doesn't pray for a change in their circumstances. Even though they lived in the midst of many hardships and dangers. Listen, they faced persecution, death from disease, oppression from powerful armies, separation from loved ones. His churches faced all these challenges, all the challenges we face today and more. And yet, there's not one prayer for bread or for the next meal, for better government or even for protection from armies or disease. If COVID was around, Paul wouldn't have prayed for protection from COVID. Instead, it sounds weird, doesn't it? But instead, he keeps praying consistently for one thing. He prays for one thing. And that is for the people that he loves to know Jesus better. That's the one thing. That they would know Jesus better. He prays for one thing. God, let them know you better better. Jesus, I want them to know you better. And so Paul prays for the deeper power of prayer, that prayer would change them and that they would know Jesus better. The second power of prayer, the deeper power of prayer is that it changes us. And Paul knows That for the people in his churches to stand strong and to live well in the midst of all the challenges they face, they need more than simply for their circumstances to improve. He knows they need to know Jesus better. To survive the world they live in and to live life well, he knows they need to know Jesus better. And so too for us, church, to survive the world we live in, We need to know Jesus better. And so while prayer has an incredible power to change things and to shift circumstances, and it does, and while we should pray with great expectation in this, there is another deeper power to pray. And that is that it changes us. And I want to suggest to you today that that's what we really need. That's the ultimate power 
of prayer. Not simply that something would change. Not simply that the circumstances would get fixed. Not simply that we'd be able to be more comfortable. That, but that we would change. That we would end up knowing Jesus better. And so we pray. And we pray that circumstances will shift. That things will change. But we also pray that we will change. And that, friends, is the power of prayer. The power of prayer. So like when we pray for circumstances to change, that's like somebody who's thirsty who gets a cup of water to drink. But when we pray the deeper power of prayer, that we would change, that we would get to know Jesus better, that's like going to the source of the river. And so often we settle for the cup of water. God, let the circumstance change when he actually wants us to go to the source of the river. And Jesus is known better in our lives. Hope this is making sense to you today. Hope that you're connecting with it. The question then becomes, well, how do we pray? You know, how do we pray? What would be a helpful way to pray? Well, I love what Dallas Willard said. He said this, prayer is talking with God about what we're doing together. I love that. It's so simple. Prayer is talking with God about what we are doing together. And so, church, we talk to him. When we're talking today about the power of prayer, it's the power of talking to him as our father, our friend, our Lord. And we talk to him about what we are doing together. We can take some time at the beginning of the day when we're fresh. We can take some time at the end of the day as we review the day, as we think about the day. We can take some time in these quiet spaces and quiet places at the beginning and the end of the day. I think it's good to have some time allocated on either side of the day. Think of the day like uh, with bookends. You know, the morning and the evening is the bookends. It's either side of the day. Just a few minutes on either side of the day. It can make such a difference to us. But it also means, and there's an invitation for us to stop, and during our tea break or during lunch or when we're driving to and from work, we can pray. We can talk to God about what we're doing together. Don't you love that definition? Just talking to God about what we are doing together. Here's a thought. You all know that stuff that you scroll on and you do on your phone in the loo. Imagine for a moment with me today that you use that time that you normally scroll on your phone in the loo to talk to God about what you're doing together. I don't think God would mind even if you're on the loo and you talk to him. I think God would rather chat to you on the loo than never at all. Just a thought. And as we talk to him about our lives, what it is that we are doing together, as we just converse with him, I want to offer us today three visuals that we can have in our minds as we think about prayer, as we think about talking to God about what we're doing together. The first visual is a stormy sea. Prayer is a lifeline in that stormy sea. God, I really need your help. God, save me. You know, the psalmists pray this all the time. If you don't help, I'm done. You know, some prayer, it's stormy seas prayer, isn't it? Save me, help me, I'm done here. But prayer is not just stormy seas, is it? Some prayer is what I would call couch prayer. That's the second visual, a couch. In other words, let's just talk like two friends on a couch sharing their lives, talking about what's going on in their lives, talking about our hearts, talking about what we're thinking, about what we're feeling, about what matters most to us. So some prayer is couch prayer. Let's talk, God, as, as friends. 
and then some prayer is like a beach sunrise. I took the photo that you're going to see right now. I took this photo a couple of weeks ago. Beautiful sunrise as it was coming over the beach. I'd like to put a disclaimer that I was not on the beach. I was sitting at a bench above the beach. If case there's any cops watching this, I was not on the beach. <laughs> but when you look at that picture, it's so beautiful, isn't it? You just can't take your eyes off of the sunrise. I think prayer can be like that, where it's worship, adoration, admiration, where we just can't take our eyes off of God. So it is with us and God. Some prayer is a beach sunrise prayer. That's the third visual. Filled with awe and, and wonder and worship. And for our prayer lives to be healthy and vital and growing, we need some stormy seas prayer. We need some couch prayer. And we need some beach sunrise prayer. We need some stormy seas prayer. We need some couch prayer. And we need some beach sunrise prayer. We need some prayer where we're going, Father, help me, stormy seas. Some Jesus, let's talk as friends, couch. And some God, you are simply magnificent. I worship you, beach sunrise prayers. Some stormy seas prayer, some couch prayer, and some beach sunrise prayer. Got it? Well, as we do so, uh, as we do so, I want to give you just a couple of ideas of scriptures to pray that could be helpful. Firstly, we could read and pray the Psalms. Just as you read them, pray them. An example would be the beautiful Psalm 23. Just as you read it, pray it to God. We could also secondly pray the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew 6. When Jesus' disciples asked him, teach us how to pray, that's what he taught them. You could just pray the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. Or you could pray the prayers of Paul that I referenced earlier, found in Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, Philippians 1, and Colossians 1. Just some ideas to make this practical for us. Church prayer is powerful. It changes things. It shifts circumstances. And that is the power of prayer. That's a power of prayer. But it's not the only power of prayer. The deeper power of prayer is that it changes us. And the most powerful prayers are the prayers where we ask to know Jesus better. That's what will really help us to stand strong, to live well in this challenging world. And so prayer is simply talking with God about what we're doing together. You know, we can pray stormy seas prayers. Father, help me. I'm desperate. We can pray couch prayers. Jesus, let's talk about our lives. And we can pray beach sunrise prayers. Father, you are so filled with awe and wonder. We worship you. Church, so talking about the power of prayer, this coming Wednesday, like every other Wednesday, our prayer rooms at Edenville and Boxburg are open for you to come and physically pray in. And they are a beautiful space to pray in. You can simply book online. But this Wednesday, 3rd of Feb, it's a special Wednesday because we're going to be live streaming Prayer Connect from 7 p.m. onwards on all of our channels. So keep a lookout for that. What we're going to do is we're going to come together as a church to discover the power and experience the power of prayer together. We're going to pray some stormy seas prayers, some couch prayers, some beach sunrise prayers. It's going to be an amazing time together as we discover and experience the power of 
of prayer. And then from Thursday the 4th, so in other words, the, the day straight after Prayer Connect, we begin 10 days of prayer and fasting as a church. So that will be from Thursday the 4th of February all the way through to Saturday the 13th of February, 10 days. And we'll be fasting and praying together. And then immediately following that, we break our fast on Sunday, the 14th of Feb, which is Vision Sunday. We're so excited about that. Keep an eye out on all of the WhatsApp groups and the social media channels and the Thrive app for some useful guidelines around why we fast and how you can fast meaningfully at this time. Church, as we wrap up, I'd love to end today with this powerful, beautiful prayer taken from Ephesians chapter 3. It will be my privilege and blessing to pray this blessing over you. Lord, I pray that you would unveil within us the unlimited riches of your glory and favor until supernatural strength floods our inmost being with your divine might and with your explosive power. And then by constantly using our faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside us and the resting place of your love will become the very source and root of our lives. I pray that today with expectation. I pray that today with full confidence that the deeper power of prayer, what Paul prays for, what I pray for, what we can all pray for, that we will know Jesus better, that it will change us, will happen in your lives. May grace and peace be your portion this week. Take care, everybody. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.